In a world full of uncertainty, one thing is for sure. Cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, or LLS, will host a trailblazing event, the Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by AbbVie, to support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first-in-class patient education services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 steps. Inside or outside, on stairs or on the road, or on your treadmill, climb your way. Join us for an opening ceremony and then take on your climb with our heart-pumping playlist. Join us on June 13th from coast to coast as we come together to climb, conquer, and cure. Register at lls.org slash bigclimb. that time jersey. Whenever I heard that the Chiefs were going to be giving Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Tyron Matthew to the media today, I didn't know exactly how it was going to go. And then they opened it up, and then Andy Reid talked for seven minutes, just off the top of the dome, about, you know, everything currently going on in the world in general, and may have brought the most sort of emphatic Andy Reid press conference that I've heard in the last several years. I'll, I'll let these guys correct me if necessary. It's Time's Ours. I'm Joshua Briscoe. You probably know that. You, you're probably a returning customer, but if you're new, that's me, Seth Kaiser. Uh, we'll hear from momentarily, but Nate Taylor, you're there in the room every time Andy Reid has talked over these last uh, couple of years, and I'm not sure I've heard him on his own by his own volition talk that emphatically and for that long about any topic ever. There are some days when it's hot, it's August, and it's training camp, and Andy just wants to get inside, and you understand that. <laughs> But in my now three seasons covering the team, that was honestly the most impassioned I've heard Andy Reid in a public setting. Now, you know, you can talk to people in the organization and they'll say that is, you know, not an everyday occurrence, but it does happen, you know, quite often, specifically in in team meetings um, during the regular season. But uh, Andy Reid knew the moment, understood uh, he should probably say where he feels as the country is changing literally hour to hour in June of 2020. And as I put on Twitter, it was just it was very noticeable. Not only that he was going to say words, but that he was going to put inflections, um, real sincerity, like almost to the point where he's angry that he has to make these points. And I think the biggest thing, and we can talk about this further, guys, was as a 62-year-old white man, <laughs> Andy Reid told other white people of his generation in terms of years to get behind younger people who want equality, who want to have the end of police brutality, and essentially told people of his certain, you know, of his certain age, people of a certain age to say black lives matter and just wasn't sure that was the, at no point um, did I anticipate that. But I think what Andy Reid's words today um, are going to be remembered for a long time. Cause not only is he a hit, you know, a Super Bowl winning head coach, but the idea um, that as the league's trying to change, he's one of the more prominent white head coaches. Who's probably as of today said the most, interesting noteworthy thing about where the league's going american culture and really challenging people who look like him to listen to people who are younger and who want the country to be better yeah um we are literally just so everyone knows recording this a few minutes after that all ended and so i don't we don't even have the audio yet we might maybe my voice will disappear and it will go to audio i'm guessing i'm just going to go ahead and read you here um Two, two, I want to read you two paragraphs of, of two kind of separate things that, that Reed said, in case you haven't heard it yet, or just kind of that put all of this in context um, with everything that Nate just said, and eventually we'll let Seth talk, but we'll get there. Uh, here's here's one, one thing that Reed said, quote, 
With the issue, with the racial issues going on right now, it breaks my heart. I'm an old head, so I've been around long enough to see a few generations. I'm so happy. I'm so fired up about our younger generation, man. They're taking it and they're attacking this. They're ta- attacking this thing the right way. I, j- I think we have a great country, and these kids know how great this country is. All they want to do is make this country better. And then he also said, we're sitting here with this push on Black Lives Matter, and absolutely they matter, man. I think it's a beautiful thing. I'm in complete support with them. I believe in communication. I believe in what my parents taught me about at times like this. You have large ears. You sit and you listen and you learn and you become better. And so that's where I'm at. I appreciate Patrick and Tyron for what they did and standing up and making a statement that allows all of us to be in a better place where love is first and we can, can surround all of ourselves with great people and most of all respect people that we come in contact with. He talked for, I think you tweeted out, Nate, like seven minutes or something yeah. without being asked a question just in his opening statement that ended with, of course, Time's Yours. Yeah. And, uh, and it was all in that vein and the majority of his 30-minute press conference was all that also. Right. So just just for usual procedures, Andy Reid will usually during the regular season, he'll come out, he'll look around the room, say, hey, I hear the injuries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Today on Zoom, he comes on, he's like, can everybody hear me? <laughs> and everybody's like, you know, mostly people are, are muted, of course, so that, you know, only his audio can be heard. But most people are putting like thumbs up or like, you know, doing the, the signals on Zoom. And he's like, I just want to make sure everybody can hear me. Are we good? Are we good? Are we good? Okay, because here comes the heat for seven (laughs) minutes about how I feel about police brutality, racial injustice, and the young folks of America. And honestly, think about, this is just for the listener, think about your local politicians, your national politicians, people who may or may not be the commander-in-chief. Andy Reid said more in seven minutes than most of those people that you have in mind. Um, who actually have public, uh, you know, positions of authority uh, yep. who are not minorities. It, it was yep. it was a display that, again, I just did not see coming. He knew he was going to be asked questions, so that's understandable from his standpoint. Uh, he wants to make sure people understand where he's coming from before the questions are asked. And then he sort of followed up and gave more detail as to, like, where he wants the league to go, how the Chiefs, you know, stand in all of this at, at this, you know, critical moment. And uh, really supportive of Patrick Mahomes, Tyron Matthew, and the rest of his players. One other thing that just struck me is I I knew this was happening at the time. I just realized now I don't think I've ever seen this before. They streamed all three of those, I believe. They definitely streamed Reed. Um, They streamed them. The Chiefs streamed them on their their platforms because I was going to mention I don't know how much of that Seth saw and heard. But wait a second. They haven't done that this offseason and not even for the days when it's been reading Mahomes, I don't believe. I'm and I'm just sort of thinking about that now as being as being intentional, knowing what the conversation was going to be today. Yes. So from a technicality standpoint, in terms of how they've promoted this really really unusual offseason, uh, I noticed that the Chiefs put out a notification 30 minutes on YouTube to encourage their followers on YouTube to watch it. They obviously put a notification out the moment that the press conference started. And they also did that on their on their Kansas City Chiefs app. So if you have any mobile phone or you've downloaded the Chiefs, most season ticket holders and people who go to the games have to download the app for like their parking passes and tickets. Um, but but they, they did their best to try to position themselves to not only their base in terms of season ticket holders, potential fans, anyone who has interest of the team. But yeah, this was unusual today where they put their promotional weight behind uh, their most, you know, three of their most prominent people on the team, not in the front office, not in ownership, obviously, but with Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Tyron Matthew, they wanted fans to have an opportunity in real time to sort of see how the players uh, spoke about these issues and sort of of the questions uh, and their answers in, in regards to that. Seth, I don't know how much of it you did see in real time. I know you were extremely proud of one of your tweets, which was I retweeted it. It's a good tweet, Seth. I don't, I'm not trying to knock you down on how good that tweet was. But I, I don't know how much of that you all got in real time and, and what you thought about even just the quotes that we've already we've already touched on. I here. followed quite a bit of it in real time because I was at the end of my work day. So, you know, <laughs> it felt like a good opportunity to follow along. Um, plus, I happened already to be on Twitter because I was – looking at McCool Hardman film and I usually keep Twitter open in case I see like, Oh, that's a cool gif. And then I, you know, I have to do a video clip. Um, there were, there's a lot going on, a lot to comment on with a bunch of it. I think for me, 
the thing that stands out the most, and you guys are talking about Reed so far, and I'm going to include Mahomes in this. I didn't see Matthew's yeah. stuff, and so I, I just don't know. I assume he was eloquent. He's generally a pretty eloquent guy. Um, what I really appreciated about Andy Reed and Patrick Mahomes is I felt like they were talking to a broader audience, and it felt like an attempt yeah. at saying actually helpful and actually persuasive and actually good points rather than I'm, I'm trying to make sure I phrase this the right way. So often, you know, you guys both all know that, you know, we are forced to endure the hellscape that is Twitter as part of our jobs. <laughs> and the problem with Twitter is that it's really hard to have an actual meaningful dialogue. And I was just thinking the other day as I watched a pair of people have like, you, you ever see people get into quote tweet wars with one another where they're technically talking to each other, mm-hmm. but they're just quote tweeting back and forth because they're not really talking to each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. They're looking to dunk mm-hmm. on each other. They're looking right. for those, oh, that beautiful dopamine you get when people like or when they do gifts of, of guys <laughs> at rap battles fainting into the arms of other guys and all this stuff, right? Yeah, you would never do that to me or <laughs> I anyone. have really, but you know, it's interesting <laughs> because more and more over the last few years, I try to do that less and less. I think it's less than it used to be. I'm a work in progress. Um, you know, you know, <laughs> that's entire that's sanctification that's takes a while, Josh. Anyway, <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> that's and that's our Nazarene catchphrase for this week. So, th- what what I've noticed, and I, I feel as though you can't have, and this is the same on Facebook. It's it's a similar thing. Everyone wants to have the drop the mic moment. Everyone wants to almost embarrass the person that they're disagreeing with, or the person they anticipate disagreeing with them. Whereas, and and I get that feeling because sometimes, man, it is frustrating. Like, I still have people, like, to use a football analogy that tell me that, you know, Patrick Mahomes isn't that good. And it's really hard not to just be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to quote tweet you into oblivion while I I explain why you're wrong. Because there's something satisfying about that. We, We love being right. What I appreciate about what Reed and Mahomes did with their statements and like say like the stick to sports answer that Mahomes gave, right? Like what would you say to someone who tells mm-hmm. you to stick to sports? There are a bunch of really snarky, pithy, just, you know, get them answers he could have given, right? Instead, he said, well, I, I think people should remember that we're people too. And I think they should think about their kids and their kids might be in sports one day, but they'd still want their kids to have a voice. I was like, my God, that's a good analogy. <laughs> like, which, oh, hey, mm-hmm. shocker. Patrick Mahomes is good at analogies. We're, we're all stunned. That he's awesome at this. But I, I just, he's just good at everything. He really is. He and Reed both, they, they said things in a way, you can tell they're trying to reach a broader audience that might maybe have some cognitive dissonance in terms of maybe not just the overall message. I think a lot of people agree with the overall messages that are being put out, and then you get people disagreeing on procedure. And then people get into these catfights. They're trying to say, look, just listen. Just listen for a minute. This is what I was thinking. This is why I wanted to use the platform this way. This is why I think this way. And it's sincere. And I really just appreciated the tone. And I don't know if it's because, again, Twitter has been even more of a hellscape than normal over the last few weeks of people just screaming at each other. And it was very refreshing hearing some adults talk about strong opinions very strong opinions, right? Because it, it's not like they watered down the message to say it. But they offered strong opinions in a way that was mature and kind. And I don't know why, but as crazy as that might sound for me, that was like just like genuinely a breath of fresh air in a landscape that has not had a lot of that lately. Yeah. And I think i i i'm you make the point of it it didn't feel like it was it was putting that answer out there in a watered down fashion i i i didn't feel that way either like it felt like hey this is a response that um that that carries all of the weight that it did before i gave this answer and yet it will also perhaps help bridge another gap to someone else, Andy Reid specifically, because and and it's not the stick to sports question that you mentioned, and, and Matthew also got asked about that too, and, and had a, a good answer because, like you said, he's typically giving good answers on things like this and very thoughtful. 
for me particularly, I, I guess I start with Andy Reid and keep going back to Andy Reid in part because Mahomes made a statement by being in the video. And also, I I mean, like this is clunky, but Andy Reid's an old white guy. And for the most part, you you get you get white people who are angry about any step along the way here. Andy Reid joining in to be like, yeah, not not even him just being like, yeah, Black Lives Matter, and let's talk about the the sport, but him being like, hey, you're there is no fathomable reason for you to continue being up in arms about any element of this. I think that's what stuck for me because even to that to your point, Seth, I didn't feel like Reid was like smarmy about it or whatever but and Nate brush me off if I need to if I need to be brushed back off the plate a little bit but it was so from from Andy Reid it felt so matter of fact and almost almost flippant in a way that it was of just like like yeah like this is serious and we're here on this and I'm not like entertaining the idea that this is something that we have to really have a hard discussion about. We're just doing this, and I'm just proud of these people, and this is just the direction that we're going. I think matter of fact is is the term that, that comes back around for me, because he, I, I don't know what I expected, but I didn't necessarily expect it to be quite that matter of fact. And also for him to continue circling back to cover those same points again, just in kind of a, hey, just in case, in case you missed any of this, I'm going to make this point again, and I'm walking that way, and you can come with us or not. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that makes I, – I don't know if that if that holds totally logically. I don't know if I'll re-watch the, the presser later and um, feel any differently, but that's just sort of – that's what I came away with it from, I think. Yeah, and and, and his acknowledgement, too, uh, where Andy Reid says this isn't something that's new. Uh, technology yeah. has exploited it so that we all can see it. And it needs to end. Um, just just very short sentences, but understanding the larger point, um, you know, and I just think Andy saying that, you know, the young, the younger, calling the younger generation studs and saying that mm-hmm. they believe in each other and in equality. So let's us, I think he's saying as like older people or the establishment or however you want to you know, frame it, let's let us jump in with them. Um, and yeah. so and so, yeah, for for Patches specifically. You know, um, he understands his platform. And so I think just the I, I honestly think like just the two maybe the two biggest sentences that he said um, that that I think speaks to the bigger issues um, and gives you a better example as to why he wanted to be a part of the, the video that Michael Thomas put together and sort of getting, you know, almost upwards of 20 black star players in the league to sort of, you know, voice their concerns to Roger Goodell and the NFL and obviously getting the NFL to sort of respond in the manner that they hoped uh, on Friday. But Mahomes says, quote, I'm blessed to have this platform. Why not use it? And that's who Patrick Mahomes is for any fan, any fantasy football owner of who wants to obviously have him in 2020 uh, for just any general person who's coming and trying to understand, you know, why the players are maybe more vocal now than before. Um, it's it's players like Patrick Mahomes understanding that sure I could be the face of the league. I could have the biggest contract in the league in a couple you know months. I could be the best player in the league. I can be the reigning Super Bowl MVP. I can already be the youngest quarterback in league history to have a Super Bowl MVP award and a regular season MVP award. So what am I doing with my platform? And he's trying to explain to people that he doesn't want to see another video like the George Floyd video that obviously occurred on Memorial day where George Floyd lost his life because he was in police custody and police brutality was there for everyone to see. And Mahomes made it very clear that it was too painful a video to watch fully in its entirety, the eight minutes, 46 seconds, because it, 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 it hurt him too much to understand that this is a real thing. And, he wants to use his platform to better educate folks who may listen to him because he is a superstar NFL quarterback. And the idea, too, that why do I want to see something like that ever again if I have just a little bit of influence to help change it 
to change the country for the better. And so I, I just thought Mahomes was very clear in saying that, you know, he loves his teammates. He loves Andy Reid. The Chiefs have obviously given him a tremendous amount of support in a way they have never given another player uh, in franchise history the amount of support they have in the last month, which I don't think needs to be lost in all of this. But just the idea of saying, like, I have a platform, I want to use it, there's still racial inequality, there's still police brutality, there's still, like, we still need to say Black Lives Matter because of all these reasons. And um, it was it was notable for him to say, like, I can't watch that video fully because it hurts me too much and I want a better America because things like this occur in America. Yeah. Um, one other thing that, that came up that was, I mean, it's like sort of newsworthy, but the very fair question that I think lots of people are being asked and asking themselves right now is like, okay, so if we get the ball rolling in the right direction here, what's next? Yep. And um, and Mahomes and Matthew, and I think Reed actually mentioned this first, but yes. um, that, that they're working with the organization to set up a, a sort of voter registration program. I'm using the phrase program extremely loosely because we don't really know what that means necessarily. Um that I look, I I don't typically find my uh, my personal emotions being dramatically influenced by press conferences. I think I I think I'm uh, I'm beyond that point for whatever <laughs> whatever that usually means. We're on we're on to the Titans. Doesn't really looking forward to the challenge of playing the Titans. Doesn't really get my blood my blood pumping quite so much. Um, but hearing Tyron Matthew talk, he was the third one to speak. But you know, Reed and Mahomes both talked about it, and then Matthew talked. In like three different answers and, and for several minutes about like, well, if we can make voting cool, like that would be great. And we could create some like structural change in America. I was like, I was so happy to hear that. And this, I, I am, I will say that I don't have a, I, at least I try not to have like sort of a, um, I don't know, uh, a blind idolization of voting itself because I know how broken the systems can be. And like, you can just look at Georgia from this week um, and, and you can see how much longer some lines are than others and how yep. often those can be on partisan lines and racial lines. And so I, I feel very passionately about making voting easier for people um, to, to do fairly. But the, re- the 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 time that wet blanket ever gets thrown on is because of the the brokenness in that system and Tyron Matthew even talked about that element of it and so to hear to hear them talk about this way they can try to inspire greater action by both taking on the individual and the systemic issues in voting and in voting registration and in how difficult that can be to inspire people to take the time to vote and to register and to believe that their vote counts and to acknowledge that there is a brokenness in the system. I was, I was so happy to hear that because it, it is an actionable step. And I hope the chiefs put a ton of juice into that program because it, it, I think there's something to that. I think a lot of people understand this, like, I have one vote and maybe it can be helpful and I'll make my voice hurt and all of that. But I think there is something to, like, oh, yeah, voting is a cool thing to do and and an important part of what my role in the country can be. I don't I just, I found myself um, more affected by that than I anticipated. It, it does answer one question that we had in our last episode where I said, okay, now that we know that the that the sea changes come now that we know that the players want to be involved and the team has put out a you know a pretty you know respectable statement uh in light of you know the recent um murders of of, of black people including obviously George Floyd you know the question we all have was well what are they going to do is it going to be money is it going to be you know trying to get better relations with the police particularly in Kansas City Missouri uh where the team is And so today was the first answer where we got, okay, what's next? And that's, you know, the players leading the organization and trying to figure out what are we going to do? Okay, we can give a lot of money, but let's give a lot of money and let's put a lot of resources behind what is central to American democracy, which is your ability and your right to vote. And let's make sure people are at least educated enough that they understand what voting means, um, for you know, just how the how their local government, state government, and obviously the country as a whole is ran because it is an election year in 2020, and 
you know, while, you know, some teams can give, and, and, and this is just philosophical, while some teams can give to, you know, the Black Lives Ladder movement or, you know, Eight Can't Wait campaign that, that's really gained some prominence over the last few weeks, I, I think it is interesting that the, that Clark Hunt listened to the players and was willing to say, whatever you guys want to do, that's what we as an organization will get behind. And the players on the lead of, I think, Tyron Matthew more than Patrick Mahomes in this case, have suggested that voter registration, giving the American the right to register to vote and giving them their ability to to enact their voice in this particular manner, um, is, is fascinating in a lot of ways. Yeah. Seth, did any of that jump out to you or anything else we haven't covered so far that you thought was pertinent? I think it is important to find specific causes and and be intentional about what you're giving to and what you're putting your time and energy into. Um, Best advice I ever got was that you can always make more money, but you can't make more time and you can't make more energy. And so I think it's great that, that Mahomes and Matthew have found something that is an, this is an important issue. Anyone who wants to vote should be able to vote and they should be able to do it without, you know, some sort of incredible barrier to entry. And so it's great that they found something important. Um, and so I, I, I agree. There's there's so many programs out there. And so often what you hear people say is, how can I help? And I've had a bunch of people actually, because Josh, you and I have been talking about a lot of stuff on 810 lately. And Saran and I have as well. I have people DM me like, well, what can I do? And the reality is a lot of people don't know what things are worth I, I want to phrase this carefully, or what we're, what's worth spend, spending their money on and their time and energy. Because yeah. I can just say working, yeah. and, and not everyone's experience is going to be the same as in relatively rural Minnesota in a town of 4,000 people in a county of like 10,000 people or whatever it is. But I can just tell you that not all social programs that you can donate their money to do a whole heck of a lot of good boots on the ground. And I think it's important to invest your time and energy into things that work right? Things that address real problems. And I think I really just appreciate that, that that Mahomes and Matthew are going after a very specific thing because you're never going to be able to. One thing that makes me mad is when I, when people talk about, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? You know, kind of whataboutism. Well, don't you care about this? This Look, there's a lot of problems in the world. And yep. you're never going to be able to solve all of them if you sit there and wring your hands about all of them. You, you've got to pick something right? And just try and try your best. And I really respect that they're doing that. They're picking something that's specific and focused. And I really appreciate what both of you had to say about that in terms of finding something that really matters and makes a difference. Um, You know, if if I were going to plug for something today, since I'm feeling like plugging things, um, go for it. Like people talk about um, how, if you want to talk about how you can affect whether it's my, you know, issues of racial inequality, or if you want to talk about issues of, of income and, and poverty inequality and the way there's really several very different societies in America. And I've told you guys this off air that honestly, there's like a five to 10% of society that most of society, like quote unquote, respectable society has no idea about, right? But law enforcement and social workers know people by name. And, and, and if that's, people don't like hearing that, I don't know what to tell you. It's just a fact. Right. Mm-hmm. And what can you do to help some of those people that are just I mean, what, what can people do to help the kids that are in my child protection cases where, you know, the saddest thing that happens is when you have kids that you had to remove from a home. And then years later, you're removing kids from that kid's home, you know, because they grew up, they had kids of their own. And the only thing they've ever known, right, is a certain kind of life. And so that's what they do. So pick something and, and help. And so like foster care. Um, chemical dependency programs and counseling, that sort of thing, and just find someone and invest in them. You, you, you really can really move the needle just by doing any of those things. And I think it's great that Mahomes and Matthew, and I understand I'm going off the rails here. I, I, had, a, I had a bad day at work on a couple of cases. So it just, it makes me think like there are so many problems out there that people can be a part of the solution. And I understand voting is hugely important, but what's just as important is just, doing something, right? Find one thing and do it. And that that would be my thing to plug onto is the number of children that are out there that really need your help that don't, I mean, we, you know, you know, we, we've run out of foster homes in my county. 
And this is a situation mm. that does, if, 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 well, Seth, what does that do about racial inequality? Well, you want to talk about a, a situation that affects minorities in a disparate fashion, the child protection system mm. does. And we can talk all day long about why that is, but it is. And that's something you can do to help. We, we run out of foster care homes and that's here in Hubbard County, Minnesota. Minnesota, man, I really stuck the soda there, didn't I? You really you did. Really did. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I was getting yeah. too serious. I had to focus on something else for a second. I promise you they are desperate for foster care families where you live too. And you you can help. And you you want to help with, with systemic problems. Helping a family that's stuck fighting through the muck of that stuff might be the best thing you could ever do. And so that, that, those are my thoughts on it. I really admire that they found something that matters and they're being pointed and not just saying, well, we're rich. We can throw money at this. It's like, well, no, what can we literally right. actually do? And yes, sometimes you just cut a check. Sometimes that's the best thing you can do because these programs cost money. But picking the right thing is important. And I think they've picked a really good cause. One can make the argument that the biggest unifier in the Kansas City region are the Chiefs. Absolutely. Yeah. So if the Chiefs put out a program to help people register to vote, they will make sizable change um, because they have a Super Bowl championship team and because the players of the Super Bowl championship team were willing enough and courageous enough to try to bring equality in a democratic system that is built on equality. Yep. It's also specifically quite relevant to Missouri, which is uh, not proactive necessarily about making it easier to register to vote and uh, doing it doing it later later in the game. Um, the, so you know, it's it's I, relevant I, too. Look, I live in Kansas, and I'll say it right now from someone who lives in who's lived in Missouri many a year growing up. Uh, Missouri's governor didn't give the greatest endorsement to voting. Tyron Matthew, on the other hand, star safety of the Kansas City Chiefs, tried to tell you that voting can be cool. So just think about the juxtaposition of those you- two people and statements. I'm sorry that it upsets me, but it does oh, sure. just as like a no, standard cool, That's good on this round. We gave several minutes on the Kansas City But like, the governor of Missouri was like, if you don't want to come out here, you don't have to come out here. And Tyron Matthew's like, but you're an American. You you have you have the ability and the right to vote. So so like, let's make voting cool for everyone, no matter where your ideologies align, no matter who and which candidate and which issues you vote for and against. Like, let's make voting cool. Like the Missouri governor a couple months or a couple weeks ago, I just said basically said, eh, voting doesn't have to be cool to you. And Tyron Matthews like, can we can we can we make voting cool? Can we just can we just make voting cool for 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 everyone? Because you know there are some countries, kids, where you can't vote, and your life is dependent upon an incomplete. <sighs> I don't know why I got so passionate about this. I mean, I You're understand right. it, but like, well, it's because I have the actual quote here. If you'd like, Nate, quote: yeah, I hope people it. feel safe to go out and vote, but if they don't, you know, the number one thing is their safety should be number one. So if they don't, then don't go out and vote. I don't know that I've ever heard myself say that, but if you don't feel safe, then I wouldn't do that. If only there was any way for people to vote from, oh, I don't, God, this is going to sound crazy, the comfort of their homes. Like, if, yeah. I know that that doesn't happen anywhere yeah. in the country, but if it did, it would be rad to you do you know, that you, instead of just not voting. You know, if you were registered to vote and a state worked uh, the way it's supposed to, they they would they could give you the option to vote from where you lived if you were registered. But that's, you know, oh, these wow. are... Oh, wow. You know what? I actually, I live on the Missouri issues. side now. I just moved. Actually, you know what? I did do that on the Kansas side like two months ago. That's wild that I that, that one state is, is willing to do that. The other state's not. What's going on so, there? All, so all I'm saying is Tyron, Tyron Matthew has a better message to the general public of where, you know, he lives. I, I think he lives on the Missouri side. I, I will double check that. But close to where or where Tyron Matthew lives, he gave a better message to, like, people in terms of November than the person that was actually elected to, like, you know, try try to try to build just try to build a good momentum for democracy's sake. Um, but I mean, all these things are relative. All these things are important. And I just wanted, for whatever reason, as we brought this up and as Seth mentioned, I just, I just wanted to make that clear that sometimes the people you elect, um, don't think, just don't say the best things. And sometimes there are star football players who can say the same issue, but, but, but give a better message for the overall public. 
Kansas also isn't great. So this is a good cause on both sides of the of state line. Just for yes. the right. do of, you, uh, enabling people Josh, you're not old enough to remember this, I don't think. Nate, do you remember P. Diddy's voter die campaign? Oh, it was incredible. Incredible. Wow. So I think I was in high school and and uh, and so you know Hopefully Matthew doesn't Daddy, go that route. Sean Diddy comes out here like as South Park and this did was an right episode when, like, on it. It was horrifying. This is right when like camera phones were starting to be a thing. And yeah, like Diddy was like you a fool if you don't vote and you're gonna die. So voter die. <laughs> Yeah, I, so here's, I found this shirt on a website right now that I can get any... T- it's, it's in the UK. I'm pretty sure I get this imported because I'm, I'm pretty excited about this new favorite shirt of mine that says vote or die in very it's big so, letters. And I just, I couldn't help but think of that because Matthew's making a great point. And I like, as he's like, yeah, you know, we're going to raise awareness. I'm like, man, please don't be vote or die part two. Don't like <laughs> vote, vote or die. <laughs> like vote or die part it. two is pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's... Anyway, I was just, that was everywhere, you know, when we'd watch Channel One News in the mornings and, you know, it was, it was, it was all over the place. Just to, that that was, that was a, that that was a time where it was, where it was just, he's trying. I don't even remember which, I I don't, yeah, I don't even remember what election that was. If that was, if that was, oh, if that was 2004, maybe, if it was 2004. Yeah, probably a really uncontroversial one, like 2004. Uh, found in 2004 by PJ. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It was, yeah. So oh. uh, thankfully, my memory still works. And yeah, Tyron Matthews was like, "Why don't we make voting just just make it cool? Like, let's just get everybody." He was, his analogy was, "People like going to football games, right? Because that's cool. So like, why don't we get people to like go well, to the Because like, you have a right to vote on what you on what's going on in your in your in your neighborhood. Like, that's cool." His, 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 his analogy skills aren't quite as good as Mahomes is because that's like one of those like, well, I mean, Tara, let's be real. I mean, of the two things, one is significantly more fun, but I hear what you're saying. Hey, Seth, if if not voting, bring in the results that come with it. If you can kind of take those in mass, I would say that it becomes so unfun that you might not be right on this one. I I will. I'm willing to go to the wall. That going in to vote is not as fun an experience. I will say it's much more important. <laughs> I would say I, I would say it's short term versus long term reward is what I would say. That's what that's sort of where I would go on this one. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, I was gonna. This was backed act- by uh, Mary J. Blige, Mariah Carey, and Fifty Cent. By the way. <laughs> He did. He said at the time that his mission was to make voting quote hot and quote sexy. So I feel See? like this is pretty much Tyron Matthew part two. I feel like we're getting in on this. Yeah. Well, he's I mean, he's smart. He didn't try to make it sexy because unless Josh would you like make to present the sexy. argument that voting sexy too? Yeah. We- I, I have. I, so what I've done is I've kept my I voted well, stickers for the last two years, and so this year I'm going to go into the booth just wearing those on my nipples. <laughs> the, nothing uh, else. For 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 the younger generation that Eddie Reese talks about, you know, guys, there used to be a time when you have to close a curtain to vote and just think about how sexy it is when you close that curtain, <laughs> knowing who you're gonna push the button for. Oh no! Uh, two. I did want to add two things because you're talking about the do, importance of voting. Can I can I can I put a do not disturb in front of my ballot? Oh, I like curtain. that. I like. Can that. I do that? Yeah, that's can I, good. Can I put a sock on my curtain? Like like the do not disturb. <laughs> Universal symbol. Um, so if the booths so are rocking, do not come knocking. <laughs> if the booth is rocking. Oh my goodness. Um, two things to add because Nate, you talking about voting. I mean, man, you're so right. It's so important. People and uh, Cody Tap with with six ten, who I know is dead to never Josh, heard of but, him. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> never he, heard that guy sucks. Uh, um, probably a terrible person, but he he, he was talking about like he, really he went and is. voted on like a school board election thing. Vote your local elections and learn about the issues because the county judge or the district judge impacts your life in the short term. And I would argue for the entirety of his term until our entire system changes a thousand times more than the president does. Legislatures write the laws. Judges um, they, 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 enforcing is the wrong word, but the judgments they make and the way that they view and interpret those laws 
are what boots on the ground matters. That's the difference between how things get prosecuted in your county. That's the, the difference between how, uh, how, how child protection works in your county. It's about the judges, the county commissioners, the county attorney. These are wildly important things. One of the reasons I took the job I took is because my boss, the, the county attorney here, is a guy who will flat out say, we will never take a kid out of a home unless we absolutely have to. Unless there's just it's just too dangerous and there's nothing else we can do. We do not put people in jail unless we have to, unless there's no other option. We don't we don't ask for bail on someone just because we think they're a jerk. We we ask for bail if we think there's a legitimate risk to the community. And it's not like that everywhere, right? Or if we think there's a legitimate risk, this person's gonna cut and run because they've done it 20 times before. And that's just an example, okay? Like in terms of how important who your prosecutors are. Learn those things. And those are the hard things to learn. I'm, this is going to take work. It's going to take time. But you've got to know because otherwise you are just checking names on a box and you have no idea what you're doing. Educate yourself because an ignorant vote can be just as bad as not voting um, because you have no idea who you're voting for. Learn the issues. Educate yourself. And, 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 and then, yes, vote for the love of God. That's like your voice and, you know, other inspiring things. Plus, P. Diddy will kill you. So... <laughs> It's amazing and so many you people. Be able, it's amazing so many people got out of these elections alive. Honestly, based, based yeah, on that. no joke. That dude dropped the ball. It listen if you if you want to make sure that you have sort of the physical capabilities to keep the to keep distance between you and P Diddy. You see, you think you know what? I haven't voted. I'm getting a little bit nervous about getting there before the polls close. I gotta get. I gotta. I gotta sprint both to the polls and away from P Diddy. How am I going to vote? I gotta stay. I gotta make sure that I am physically in peak condition enough to hit those buttons and to get that curtain shut. What happens after that? That's between you and the booth. You're gonna need to be hydrated. I think that's. I think we can all agree that that's important. An important part of running from P Diddy and into the voting booth is proper hydration. And 75% of us are walking around everyday life chronically dehydrated. And listen, at this point, it's hydrate or die. That's what my shirt says right now. It's upsetting this is a podcast, but I'm showing you Which, hydrate or die is right there. And I true. don't know why you're not listening to me. When do you want to say something? I, th- I thought I heard. I, I just heard said, voices. well, it is true. You will literally die. That, you're if you damn wait right. Too long to hydrate. Yeah, hydrate or die. This is. I mean, it's just science. Speaking of science, let's talk about. Let me tell you about hydrate real quick. One time, if you don't mind. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you can mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc to help you hydrate quickly and stay away from P. Diddy. Wow, that's in the copy. They knew where we were going here. That's unbelievable. There's no synthetic colors, no artificial sweeteners, and it's backed by research, just like P. Diddy's campaign was. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration to get you all the way from your home to the voting booth. So, for 25% off your first order, by the way, listen, hydrant starts at a buck a packet. And also, oh, uh uh-oh, you hear that? You hear that noise? I don't know if you hear that barking. That's Scout the dog. She must be thirsty, and I don't think this is approved for dogs, so I'm not telling you to give hydrant to your dog. Don't give hydrant to your dog. Drink it yourself, because you'll appreciate it. It starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply, and for 25% off, Scout, I'm not right now. I'm the required (laughs) copy points. And for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com slash time. That's drinkhydrant.com slash time for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com slash time. Take it with you to go vote. And if you don't, P. Diddy and this little fluffy white dog are coming after you. Scout, I'm going to need you to cut that out. Cut, no. Bad dog. <laughs> this week on Time's Ours, Briscoe tries to reason with a dog. <laughs> So, Seth, uh, you took a look at McCole Hardman tape? I did. I did. It was a delightful experience. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if you guys know this. I, I'm, I'm going to drop a bomb on you right now. That guy's fast. Whoa! <laughs> Holy you know, bleep! Are you, are you sure about this, Seth? Because, like, I, I mean, I know he plays receiver, but, like, did you really crunch through the tape? I did. Next, next I, you're going to tell me this dog barking behind me is annoying. <laughs> the, there are so many things. It, it, next, I'm going to tell you that hydrant is both refreshing and delicious. I mean, please. What? 
Next, you're going to tell me that 75% of us are walking around everyday life chronically dehydrated. Yeah, these are just all these things. We're blowing minds. Um, McCole Hardman, low key, is one of the keys to, to the Chiefs offense unlocking another level. And I... I feel like we we keep talking about other levels for the Chiefs offense for years, but like we see we saw it in the playoffs last year when they just trucked the Texans and it was just so ugly. Oh, it was so bad. If you haven't rewatched that recently, you should go back and rewatch it now that you're not like in fear because you know the whole first quarter freaked everyone out. The Chiefs are so much better than the Texans, guys. It's 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 not even close. Hardman though is a guy who, when you watch him and you watch him throughout the year, you can see him improving. And that's one of the things I wanted to look for in, in looking at his film. But yes, main takeaway, that dude can move. And this also gives the thought, too, that like if the Chiefs have an injury regarding either Tyreek Hill or Sammy Watkins, which happened, you know, both players got hurt. Yeah. Um, in different parts of last season, they they you know McCole Harmon is is ready for a bigger role if opportunity presents itself through injury versus the idea of like he will slowly come along in October when both Watkins and Tyreek Hill were sort of overlapping their injuries. So yeah, man, it, it's going to be fascinating to see what Andy Reid does with him in year two, just because not only does he have a better understanding of the offense, and now that Mahomes and him have somewhat of a rapport in terms of speed. There's there's plays for him that I'm pretty sure we didn't see last year, but were clearly ideas that Reed has for the upcoming season whenever whenever it does start. So Seth, I I know I asked you this on eight ten already, but it's I think it's the most important question about Hardman. Um, and you know you can talk more about what what makes him good and what he needs to work on everything because I I think that's important. But what's at least most interesting to me at this point is is what do you think? And Nate, I'll take. You can just jump in after Seth. What do you think it's going to take for him to get the increased role that I I feel like we're all rooting for? And and what's the likelihood of Andy Reid taking Demarcus Robinson off the field at a higher clip, maybe even giving him some of Sammy Watkins' time? I, I know that the specifics of all of that are not one-to-one, um, but it, but in terms of, of sort of raising his profile in the offense. I think it's going to depend on what they see when he comes back. Now he's a second-year guy. There's a big difference between being a first-year guy and a second-year guy in Andy Reid's offense. You are never going to get a huge role as a receiver in that offense as a first-year guy. You're just not. Uh, Watkins couldn't do it, right? I mean, for all the hype, for as much as they love Mm -hmm. him, couldn't do it. Tyreek Hill didn't do it. Dwayne Bowe couldn't do it. Uh, No receiver has just that first year with Reed just crushed it. Uh, Well, we can talk about Terrell Owens. That's a whole other ball of wax from an offense that was a long time ago. Um, Also, all offensive players really quick, just like Kareem Hunt. I have to go look at his his numbers, but like he there was an injury ahead of him and Mm -hmm. he was really good on the ground. Like, I think this conversation is an interesting one to have about Clyde Edwards and but I don't want to talk about that right now. So I'm sorry for even interjecting at all. It's hard for rookies to be a part of the offense. That's my point. Yeah, except at running back. So, no, I'm just kidding. I just, I don't, I don't know why I do that. <laughs> oh, hold on, I thought Clyde. Hold on, I'm pretty sure one of you two mother bleepers told me Clyde Edwards Alaire was basically a wide receiver. He's both. Checkmate. Checkmate. <laughs> That's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening to the last episode of Times Ours ever. Goodbye. So the the thing that that you you have to look for is in that second year for people that play <clears throat> exclusively. Wide receiver. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. If you go out back and watch Hardman's routes, he's running a lot of nine routes. He's running a lot of deep stuff, a lot of corners, a lot of posts. He is the guy that's dragging the defense deep. He is not often running a full route tree. And he does not, I don't think, know every position in that offense yet. And so I think that's what it's going to take. It's going to be partly mental. He's going to have to show up, show Reed he knows every spot and he knows every route. And he knows how to adjust his routes on the fly, that sort of thing. And I think that really is all it takes for him to pass Robinson. I think they like Robinson, but he does not have Hardman's speed. He doesn't have his playmaking ability. Again, again, I like Robinson. I think he's a good receiver, belongs on a team. But Hardman has some special physical traits. Can he pass Watkins in terms of opportunities? I would be stunned because the Chiefs view Sammy Watkins in a certain way. 
And that is how he apparently is going to be treated within the offense. Uh, I just want to say that Sammy Watkins is on a contract year. <laughs> so is Demarcus Robinson. True. There needs to be a bigger role for Miko Hardman. Travis Kelsey will try to continue to bend the statistical abilities of a tight end in NFL history. And Tyreek Hill still on the team. Yeah. Are the Chiefs they, ever going to run the football? They they better not. <laughs> they should. I mean, we're talking. It, they ran. They passed the ball when you isolate for situation more than anyone else last year. And I'm guessing they will do it even more this next year. I, I because yeah. I mean Mahomes got hurt. This whole thing. It would not surprise me. You know, if you end up at the end of a game, you see, you know, Edwards Alaire with like 10 to 12 carries and like <laughs> and like all of them were like, well, it was third and one. So, mm-hmm. they, you know, or in the red zone or whatever. Uh, that's the direction I think they're going because they got a lot of mouths to feed and it's a great problem to have. But I, I they've got a lot of mouths to feed because, I mean, they could arguably just line up. they're going to have to leave a good player off the field, right? Because you've got Hill, Kelsey, Watkins, Robinson, Hardman, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. That's six guys. Now, if you have five offensive linemen, that's 11 guys, and then Mahomes makes 12. (laughs) So, like, every play. Now, one other thing I'm curious about what they might do, I want to see some track meets. Like, you know what we can do? We can swap out our receivers. They ain't swapping out their cornerbacks. Nope. Just mm-hmm. that's what like, that's what the te- that is exactly what the Texans learned. Where they're like, oh, hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on. They, they still passing, coach. <laughs> Romeo, give me a different coverage, Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo, stop putting me in man to man against Travis Kelsey. You get me killed out here. I'm so. Where, I'm wherefore so art my help, oh Romeo? Yeah, and <laughs> I would just art thou safety help. I would love to see the Chiefs. Just get ballistic and say, you know what? Because we can swap out Williams and Edwards Alaire too. We can swap out all sorts of guys. Let's let's play a hurry up. Let's get weird and let's just, I mean, make these guys because these guys they're easy to think of as machines. But I mean, um, I think it was uh, Chris Harris Jr. who talked about, and this was like two years yeah. ago when mm-hmm. it was Hill's like first year. He was in a huge role in the office. I think it was 2017, and he said he has never been more tired. Than he was after chasing Ty Hill around all game. He's like, that dude never stops running. And seriously, Tyreek Hill might be in the best shape of any human on the planet. Um, I have not vetted that statement, but I don't think anyone can prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's what like, I want to see. Are more you of. are you second place? Or uh, you know, I think I'm I think I'm at a gentleman's twelfth at this point. Okay. That's good. Yeah, I believe I don't have a good joke. So, <laughs> sorry, Nate. I, I do believe Tyree Keel said that he was at 1% body fat based on the okay, teams. Okay, someone is lying. That's to impossible, him. right? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think this, I think that was, I think that is literally not possible, I believe. What I'm, is I'm, the I'm lowest body fat you can have? Um, this says a fit man falls between 14 and 17%. That feels. Like you can't. I don't know how you cut fit fourteen or fifteen under that. Interesting. It says men should go. Men should go no lower, according to Live Strong, which I again, it can be no lower than two to five percent body fat. So maybe one percent is attainable. And I mean, look, I've seen Tyreek Hill with his shirt off, and I believe it. Do you see any fat there? I see no fat. I'm gonna send you guys the tweet as of. Uh, May 29th, 2020, 3.43 p.m., quoting Tyreek Hill's Twitter account, quote, literally 1% potty fat. <laughs> Smiling emoji, end quote. I'm going to keep looking. Because I know Don't he definitely worry. dunked on somebody a little bit that was funny. I, I got I to gotta see. I got to keep looking here. Oh, it, it, the, the text was just sent, fellas. I did hear that. That was that yeah. was sonically pleasing. <laughs> that was that was quite a that was a nice that was a nice little noise. Wow, this is great content we're putting out by the way right now. Kyle. Now hold on, now Nate, how would you make that sound sound? <laughs> that, Seth, do yours again? I'm I'm kind of going to I'm going to. I think I got a a, a D sound a there lo- at the beginning. I'm trying to. 
feel like I saw him say something about "Haha, Eureka!" Um, oh, he was, he was quote tweeting. He was quote tweeting uh, Arif Hassan, who tweeted, uh, "Who keeps lying to football players about their body fat makeup?" Which I thought was funny. Did he talk to um, Arif? Yeah, because he he said, "Who keeps lying to p- to p- football players about their body fat makeup?" And he said, "Same person that told you your podcast was great," which oh! is a very funny joke. He also said, "We all know I was kidding, bud." Which I don't feel like we knew he was kidding because he said literally one percent body fat. Um, but that is that is athletic coworker and genuine good human being. Yep, <laughs> Reef Hassan, who just got dunked on, and I I'm not gonna save him. I'm not gonna save no. him. That's okay. It was good. Yeah, good I like, he I he like jumped in the air and he got what he got. So that's, yeah. that's what happens, kids. Yep. Don't yep. jump don't in the air. The, don't try to knock that yep. pass down. Don't jump in the that's air right. when that tackles that's within right. arm's reach of you because he will lay you out. <laughs> Look, man, he's on the poster now. And, you know, you don't always want to be on that side of the poster, but sometimes you just are. I get it. I've been there. <laughs> He jumped. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, so he said. He said, "We all know I was kidding, bud." And I don't. That I was not know a friendly kidding, bud. No. That was. The, you know, he, there are he, a lot he of put a smiley face emoji in there. there. There was a smiley face emoji. That that was yeah. That helped take the edge off a bit. But there are various iterations of the word bud, right? And mm-hmm. almost none mm-hmm. of them that are at the end of a sentence are friendly. It's like, well, that's what you think, bud. I mean. <laughs> or or i mean good thing you didn't add a common there because then it would have been a, we all know i was kidding bud i mean that could have been worse i would rather i would you know what hot take i'd rather be called bud than buddy i really don't like buddy i've even had people like i would consider friends or just like use the word to just use buddy like constantly i don't like it you know arif replied to someone because people were of course very mean about it and Arif mm-hmm. said, man, if I took it personally, every time an athlete dunked on me, I wouldn't be on this app. So good for That's him. Fair. He took That's it in stride. Right. And he's a really nice guy, too. I do have to admit, because I know I'm the guy that earlier, not, you know, not 40 minutes ago, I was talking about how wonderful it is for us to have a constructive conversation, how we shouldn't be dunking on people. But one of my You did very, say that. I you did. literally said that. <laughs> one of my favorite things, though is when that does happen and then scrolling through the comments because you got like you, you, there's all the old reliables the video of the guys carrying a casket dancing while they go <laughs> you know the the guy falling into the crowd after a rap battle uh, the, yeah. the you good gifts the godim ones these are so funny <laughs> And every time, and one thing I miss about dunking on people, because I don't do it as much as I used to, um, the best ever was when someone had, I had made a comment about Travis Kelsey, linebackers can't cover him. And some Carolina Panthers fan said, well, there's one in, in Carolina, number 59. And so, of course, because I'm a jerk, I quote tweeted him yeah. with a video clip of Kelsey just humiliating Keekly and making him fall down twice. I just said, must have been a different 59 or whatever. And the replies to so that good. of like, you guys want to so see good. a dead body? And like things <laughs> like that. That is one of my favorite things. And it's never not funny. So you know what, America? I changed my mind. You dunk on people. <laughs> I need no, these I, threads. <laughs> I did, listen. Everyone, let everybody know during the uh, during the commercial break, we did swap out Seth with a new person named <laughs> Keth Sizer, and this dude loves your Twitter dunks, and uh, he thinks running backs do matter, except for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Weirdly, it's confusing. <laughs> I don't know. He never accuse he never accuses anybody of uh, st- of uh, perpetrating straw man okay, arguments. Okay. Whoa, whoa. Hey, and he's have- and 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 this and Keth. Sizer, he's a good friend. <laughs> Whoa! You know what? I respect that because it was a good dunk. It was a good dunk. You gotta respect it. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, is that the podcast? Did we do another one? We can't end with you dunking on me. I disagree. Hanging from the rim right now. I'm hanging hanging from the rim. Just going to any, Are we done? Are we, I'm doing pull-ups on the rim right now. Are, anybody, anybody got anything else to say? <laughs> So I, am I the referee just holding the ball, waiting for your your you know what yeah, to get you're down? Just, you're just standing there waiting. Yeah, that's yeah. Probably or the or I I also have you as just I have you just full Popovich on the sideline, just just hands on your hips, just staring, and then eventually like he just holds your arm out, your hand out, just like gesturing 
uh, just just wondering when your team is going to start digging their way out of this 120 to 84 deficit. <laughs> You're refusing to call a timeout. You're like, no, you're adults. <laughs> That's right. You, yeah. I'm sitting here still underneath Josh as he sways dangling from the rim, <laughs> down by 42 points with five minutes left in the fourth, and you, Nate, are sitting there saying, no, nah, he's an adult. I think he's got this. And uh, and Danielle is currently up in the, bo- in the uh, box fielding trade offers for both of us. <laughs> That's sort of where we're at right now. Yep, saying this is I, this is it. This is the moment where I think hope you guys I, both love Utah Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've always wanted, I've always it doesn't care what it doesn't matter what team Utah. we're on. Like getting the call that you you've officially been traded to Utah Jazz has that ever gone well? Just just. <laughs> I, the good news now is that I think I think that entire I think the entire organization has coronavirus antibodies, so I guess that's kind of like a fun <laughs> yeah. perk. It's but like that's the, the only place thing I can think of. in America right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really is. Hi there, Times Arts listeners. This is Danielle, your captain, speaking, aka Times Arts GM, aka ringmaster of the Three Ring Circus. Um, in the following remaining minutes, the boys happen to pretty much undo the good they've done so far in this podcast. They decide to cover the MLB draft live on a, on a podcast that comes out later after the draft is done. So there's that. Enjoy! Well, I will say this. Um, in in light of our lovely conversation today, please go vote. The Royals are on the clock as we speak. And um, oh damn, I'm interested to see who the Royals take in the first round. I don't know if we should extend this. <laughs> Do you much want to further. announce that? I, you want to announce I, that I, live I, on a podcast that I people will hear much later? I kind of want to so bad. Um, Love that. I'm you know, here for take, that. They can take Austin Martin or, or, or Austin Martin or, or Lacey. They, are you reading, are you reading Rainey's Twitter feed too? Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see uh, Alec Lewis think, of this website. Hey, real quick, you know, if you do want baseball while we're while we're stalling yes. here, uh, if you want baseball coverage, you know, you have to pay a whole separate fee on the Athletic to get baseball coverage. Just <gasps> kidding, you idiot! It's all the same. It's all the Athletic.com slash Times R. It's forty percent off your first year. That's incredible stuff. It really is. I don't know how long it. The it says the Royals are officially on the clock, but I feel like this could be a solid I, ten to fifteen minutes. Baseball America says they can take Austin Martin, who is the nation's toolsiest draft prospect. This is why everyone hates you, baseball. What are you doing? Toolsiest? Come on. Be better, baseball. He's got the tools. He's got the tools. I mean, come on. He's so toolsy. He's so toolsy. That's like something my wife would say about football. Like, knowing nothing about the sport. It's kind of a toolsy guy. play anywhere, huh? I, I, you know, I, I, think, I had I, one. I had one moment there where my soul left my body, and I started trying to give you an actual baseball analysis. And I went, "What am I doing? I got. I got to know my place on this one. No one gives a bleep. Are you kidding me? Oh, is it? Is it? Austin Martin? Is it Austin Martin? Come on that's, down. That's what friend of the podcast Kent Swanson wants, and Stephen St. John. Who that is either. Oh my gosh! You've got to stop letting people be dead to you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steven's not. Steven's like, uh, oh, they're going pitching, it looks like. Oh. The annual Dayton Moore. Oh. Left-handed oh. pitcher. A Lacey yeah. with the yeah, fourth college pick. College pitcher, here we go. All right. Look at that. At, I, you know, you know what? I never thought Eddie... Lacey. That's it. He's Listen. done. <laughs> Listen, Eddie Lacey wasn't great on the football field. Maybe moving to the mound will be good for him. A Lacey. He was, you, Eddie Lacy was very good for like a year, and you know what? And when he wasn't good, you still wouldn't want to be the one tackling him because <laughs> there was true. a lot going on there. He is a baseball player from Texas A&M, and um, that's all I can give you, kids. Left-handed, though. You know, you always got to have a good left-hander in the rotation. That is my you baseball know, I've, analysis. I've heard he's got. Uh, I've heard he's viewed by as some by the best pitcher in the entire draft. He's got a fastball, a slider, a changeup. It's another great college arm for a club that has a ton of them. I'm not reading Alec wow, Lewis's Seth, tweets. You, 
<laughs> it feels like Alec Lewis just stepped inside your body. Is this the third oh. third co-host we've had here? Like, are we continuing to just rotate through <laughs> Seth's chair? Did Alec just join us for a moment? Alec Lewis of The Athletic, who will certainly be writing about Lacey in the coming days, which you can benefit from, even if you do use the link, uh, theathletic.com slash times ours, because it's all the same stuff. Here's Dayton Moore. Wait, wait, wait. They gotta... They didn't take the picture? You you gotta take the picture? We on the clock, baby? Call up Lacey. He the picture. He... Oh. I, he's apparently a big lefty too, so he's yeah, big I've lefty seen, coach. I've seen that. Continuing the proud sounds, tradition of Lacey's everywhere. Mike Matheny, Listen, I gotta, I gotta, let me introduce you to a fella named Lacey. I gotta, I gotta tell you, the Royals drafted a guy I never thought would fall to them at number four, and I'm kind of disappointed. This is so weird. That's not, that's not Randy Gisarelli in in my voice. That's my own original thought. <laughs> Man, we, I gotta say, we have pivoted to baseball coverage quite nicely. We are just like, we're dropping bombs here. That's a really good in-depth thought. Hey, no one knows which is gonna come back first, baseball or football. Who knows? We're hedging our bets. (laughs) Who knows? All right. Oh my gosh. No, we're gonna talk for another hour. I have never seen a professional sports organization biff it as badly as baseball. It's like, hey, you know, uh, we're the only sport that has a chance to come back early and no one's watching literally anything. You know what we ought to do? Have a protracted labor issue. That's what we ought to do, guys. I don't know whose voice this is, honestly, but whoever is, he's a are you, are you Are you Rob Benford? <laughs> I think it might be Rob Benford. I think it might be Rob Benford. Anyway... Uh, Andy Reid said that you should that you should follow the uh, just just a quick summary, guys. Andy Reid said that you should follow the younger generation, be strong with them. Black Lives Matter. Patrick Mahomes told you that he would like for you to vote along with Tyron Matthew, who wants to make it cool. And the Chiefs, uh, who knows when training camp starts? Also, draft pitchers or die. 